the light treason news everyone pop culture politics and a sprinkle of treason i'm joined today once again by the mag- magnanimous wait how do you say that mag help me mag I, what word are you trying to say Ma- if i could say it charles <laughs> i would say it magnanimous magnanimous yeah i did it um Charles Rockhill. I live here. Why did I pick a word that I have a hard time saying to introduce you? <laughs> I, I should have just been like the sexy, sexy Charles Rockhill. As I'm sitting here in a pool of my own sweat. Sexily. Super sexy. Sexy. Guys, it just started pouring raining, so I don't think you'll be able to hear that in the background. But I'm hoping that it cools outside the fuck down. Oh, God, I hope so. It's been so gross and humid. We live in a nightmare. So in then New tomorrow York City. should be really nice. Yeah, that'd be that'd nice. Be great. That'd be so great. But no. I Guys, um, you're listening to Light Trees and News. I'm Allison Kilkenny, your host, and this is Charles, uh, one of my many talented co hosts. We are a one hundred percent listener supported show. That means you won't hear any ads or anything like that. Um, if you go to lighttreason.news and hit that donate button for as little as $5 a month, you can continue to keep us going, bringing you all the news, comedy, interviews, characters, all of that stuff. Otherwise, uh, I can't keep doing it because, and I don't know if you guys know this, we're a five-day-a-week podcast, and that's a full-time job, and I do all of the work on my own. So you'd be supporting me and, you know, keeping me going. So that'd be great. I know that Allison just said that this show was ad-free, but I'd like to take this time to talk to you about Squarespace. <laughs> what? Are they paying you? Imagine Specifically me to endorse it on your on show. Side? Yeah. Charles, you've got to get an ad on Light Trees News. Have you heard of Google? <gasps> Don't do it. Uh, yeah, guys. Uh, and thank you to everyone who's supporting. Catherine was the most recent uh, troublemaker to sign up. I see you. I love you. Should I stop saying that? Is that threatening? Mm, I don't want to say that it's creepy, but it's In not, a hot not way, though? creepy. I'll keep doing it. Uh, <laughs> I see you. I love you. So The I see you part is the scary part. I do. I see all of you. So, guys, we are in the pop culture section, and that means uh, we talk about movies, TV, any like gossip we've heard. But uh, what I really like to do is get recommendations from my guest host. So, Charles, do you have any new viewing, listening, or reading recommendations? I have fewer than I normally do because I've been so busy recently. Mm -hmm. That's all right. Um, I recently saw The Incredibles 2. Okay, I'm a bad person, and I know at some point I saw The Incredibles. Uh Uh-huh. I have almost no memory of it. It was like 15 years ago. So, but what I what I remember being so struck by is people like hardcore love the oh, Incredibles. Yeah. I don't remember being affected like that. Me, I wasn't. Maybe either. I was in a weird headspace. I think that everyone to a certain degree has their favorite Pixar franchise, mm. and I like The Incredibles, but my favorite is Finding Nemo. Just oh, like some people's yeah. favorite is Toy Story. Some people's favorite sure. is Cars, even though Cars is garbage. See, that's, it felt like Incredibles came out like a little too late for me. Okay. I, I think I was a shitty teenager. I was probably high when I saw it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I just need to rewatch because people are raving about Incredibles too. It was great. I'm, it's, a fail, it's a missed opportunity to call it Incredibles 2, Incredibler, <laughs> which I feel like should be the formal Why title. Why weren't you in the meeting when they were <laughs> naming it? But that was a, that was a fun movie. I, it, it was... a. Uh, um, oh, my brain just stopped. If it happens once a time when I'm here, my brain just turns off for a second. That's all right. Um, but it was uh, it was fun, and it was uh, I was sitting next to a family, because uh, it was one of those theaters where you like pick your seat and it reclines and you get like a little tray. Mm-hmm. Um, and they this family of like four or five sat down next to me, and I guess it was like an outing because the mom kept taking pictures of her children in a dark theater. Oh, that's weird. And I was in some of them and I just like kept holding my <laughs> hand up in front of my face. And I know I, I've mentioned this before on the show, but scowling. I really take pride in the fact that I have ruined so many tourist photos. Oh, yes. It's something that I frequently think about. I'm like, how many tourist photos am I in the background You're of? You're in, yeah. yeah. But I also like, if I, this is really mean, but it's just something that gives me like a personal delight. You know how sometimes tourists will like stand in front of a building and then their friend stands on the other side of the sidewalk right. to take, I will 
speed up so I can <laughs> walk in front of the camera because I just love hearing them. Oh, they <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, get so sad. That is, I <laughs> will only try to do that if they are doing something really stupid or that's definitely in my way. I just do it regardless. On the sidewalk, if they're doing that thing, I'll wait a second and if they're no, taking their time I'm like speed through absolutely it absolutely not I will not wait but like if they're doing like a crosswalk thing or whatever oh, I'm like yeah. get the fuck out of my way yeah Move. trying to Abbey Road it uh, you're not in England you're not British you're not Beatles don't do it <laughs> so Incredibles 2 good um, wreck there's, uh, I can't I haven't seen it yet but I really want to see the new Whitney Houston documentary oh I know people who are organizing like outings to go see it okay yeah that's it's it just sounds like I'm gonna definitely cry a lot yes but I really want to see it mm-hmm. considering that it's endorsed by her family like they're inter- they interview yes. everyone yes 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 um what else? Oh, I got a couple of music recommendations. Uh, Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande, and Drake are killing it right now. Mm. Bam. Have you seen her new, the music video for Ariana Grande's God is a Woman? Uh, no, I've seen stills from it, though. Um, it, there's a lot of references to art, and uh, there's a point where she is sitting on the earth and fingers the earth and then herself, oh. which is cool. Okay. Um, there's a point in it where uh, Muppets come out of the ground and just scream. Wow. That was weird. That wow. was the one part of the video where I was like, what's happening hmm. right now? Or why are these? I mean, I was asking what's happening when you started describing the video. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful, but it's a lot. Yes. Um, I'm into it. And then there's this new, uh, newer artist called Ella May or Ella Mai. I'm not quite sure how to say her last name. M-A-I. Um, and she just put out a remix of her song with Nicki Minaj called oh. Boot Up. And it is a really cute song. I like cool. it a lot. I will check that out. Did you hear, and I wanted to get your take on it, that they're bringing back Rugrats? Uh, you mean it's a live action movie? Yeah. That's bullshit. The live action is No, thank you. Weird. Is it going to be like Baby Geniuses where like, it's a baby and they just CGI the mouth because I'm not interested. I mean, why did no adult in the room bring up the fact that the reason that works as, as, as an animation is you can do things that you couldn't do right. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> real babies. Well, it's, it's like, okay, are we going to get baby geniuses with CGI mouths? Or are we going to get like, look who's talking where you just hear the baby's thoughts? Oh, I hope not the latter. You don't like look who's talking. I don't like, adults pretending to be the voices uh, okay. of like babies and animals. All right. I think the exception to that is Homeward Bound. Oh. That movie. Oh my God. Heartbreaking. If you want to cry Sally really Field hard. Sally Field is a, a, an aggressive cat into uh, it. Sassy and aggressive. What if Sally Field's voice is Penny's real voice? <gasps> you know what? I bet it is. I bet it is. So... Yeah, I, I, a lot of people were very in their feelings about the Rugrats thing, and I wanted to get your take. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, Pass. It's, well, it's, it's like, I guess Nickelodeon's going to try and do what Disney's been doing, which is redoing all their shit live action, like Beauty and the Beast or Cinderella mm. and stuff. I'm just also like, can we just hire new writers to yeah. tell new stories? And does everything have to come back? <laughs> can't we just, we just keep remaking everything? Well, can't we just appreciate the fact that Rugrats was an awesome show mm-hmm. and just leave it alone? You are, we already ruined it once with... Regrets all grown up, so yes. Let's not do any oh, more. God, though. I forgot that it was a bad show. Ew, gross. Also, I have a recommendation on Netflix. It's a cooking competition show, baking competition. Excuse me. Oh, I am so it sore it? from yoga. Uh, no, it nailed it is great, and you guys should watch Nailed It. Uh, Nicole Byer's amazing. <gasps> the bonus episode with Queer Eye is incredible. I love it so um, much. There's another because now. Uh, Netflix knows I'm obsessed with baking shows. <laughs> so they always, they send me a fucking email when there's a new one and they're like, Allison, have you seen this? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Load it up. Uh, so it's called Sugar Rush. And it's, if you watched uh, Zumba's Desserts, I think it was called on Netflix. I started that, but it was, I didn't like it that much. I turned it off. I loved it. There's too much happening. There was a, like a lot. So he's one of the judges. Then there's another very famous baker who I think I know from uh, David Chang's cooking show. I was trying to figure out like where I knew her from. She's another one of the judges. And the hook of Sugar Rush is that 
there are four teams and they have a limited amount of time to make four different types of desserts. And if they finish early, they bank that extra time. Ooh. So it's a little mathy, but okay. uh, not in like an intense way. <laughs> I don't want to like scare people away from it. I came for desserts, not to do math. <laughs> um, but then, so the idea is the last round is always some elaborate cake they make. Mm-hmm. And you want to have as much time as possible to make the cake. So, but it's really fun. Uh, also, it was really impressive, like the types of um, bakers they find, because it's like very inclusive. Uh, one of the teams includes uh, a transgender woman who like talks about the fact that she's transgender. And like, so that was really cool too. Um, and yeah, I like it. I think it's fun. Cool. The host is sugar a douchebag, but he's like a generic host. Yeah. Uh, sugar Rush. Okay. I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any other recce recs? Or maybe it's like something you want to see? Oh, yep. A week from today, okay. I will be at Radio City Music Hall oh boy. meeting Britney Spears. <gasps> so wait, you've met her before, right? Once before, yeah. Okay. In Vegas? Yep. How was that experience? Was, I don't think we ever good. unpacked you meeting Britney Spears. It was it was good. I um How much did you pay to meet Britney Spears? The first time? Yeah. Uh nothing. <gasps> you won? No, it was um uh it's a whole thing to go into, but someone, the person that invited me on the trip and invited everyone who went, there were like eight of us, I think, um, uh, used to go to the casinos in Vegas and that's how she put herself through college. She got good at gambling. Oh, wow. So she is like a triple star platinum crazy member. Holy shit. And they, wait, the, so did you pay for your flight? Nope. <gasps> the casino contacted her and like, uh, like, we'd like to thank you for like spending lots of money here and winning a lot of money here. What can we do for you? And she's like, you can fly me and all these people out. Oh my God. Uh, That's so nice. And back. We're going to do the entire weekend was free for all of us. Whoa. That's we didn't so pay generous. For wow. Um, so casinos are bad, but this oh, was casinos awesome. are super bad. No, I mean like her <laughs> arranging everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was so nice of her. Um, uh, and then she got us backstage at, Britney Spears, where I met her, which I didn't know that I was meeting her. So if you look at the photo of us, I'm wearing a shirt with her face on it. Okay. So <laughs> I knew none of this. I just thought you were standing so hard. You wore her face. I was. I knew we were going to the concert. But not me. I did her. not know did I was going backstage. Uh, no, she just kind of, because uh, like when you're lining up to meet her, they have security there who tells you a bunch of rules. Yes. And then they have her assistant come out who was like, follow some of those rules if you want, I guess. But let's have fun. Right. Um, and they were like, you know, when you come around the, the step and repeat, uh, like whatever energy you have, she's going to match. So if you're nervous, she's going to be nervous. If you're happy, she's going to be happy. If you're a lot, she's going to be a little bit scared. Yeah, sure. So, cause she doesn't know who's coming around that thing. Right, of course. And she meets so many people. Yeah. So I came around and I was like panicking, trying to think of what I was going to say to her Uh. and decided that I didn't want to be a crazy person. Right. And be like, I love you so much. I was just like, how's your day going? Are, oh, that's you ha- nice. are you having fun? Are you excited for the show? And she's like, yeah, I'm excited. Are you excited? We had like, you only have like two minutes. Yeah, of course. So they take the photo um, and then her kids were like, it happened on the stage, but they had like a, a curtain down Yeah. Uh, that you can see out of, but people can't see through. Okay. And her kids were like riding razor scooters on the stage <laughs> and they were like, hi guys. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, this time uh, I... Instead of going on vacation, this is what I'm treating myself with. Mm-hmm. But it's still on a credit card, so it's not like it's real money. Again, <laughs> Charles's financial Again, advice. Again, don't listen to anything Charles says about finances. Um, but this time, I am getting a backstage tour. I get to meet her dancers. I get to meet her. That's dope. There's a VIP like thing. I've uh, I'm trying to like figure out what I'm going to say to her this time where I can explain to her that I'm a big fan without just right. being like, how's your day going? Cool. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Cause you still only get two minutes with her. Right. I mean, I don't think anyone ever like gets jaded about hearing uh, or just hearing like I'm a huge fan, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to be crazy either. Oh, well don't scream it at no, her. No, no, no. <laughs> um, just be sincere. I want to like I know that she's not going to remember me. She meets so many people, but sure. I want to say something that makes her feel like, "Oh, that's unique." What if you wore a t-shirt that had a photo on it of the last time you wore <laughs> like of her and you? One of the I'm going to show you a picture right now. Does everyone know what I'm describing like an inception t-shirt? I do. Okay. There's a there's a meet and greet from her d- show in DC, um if my phone would work, where the guy meeting her is wearing a shirt 
with him dressed up as Britney on it. Whoa. Wait, Charles, I don't think you're humoring my idea seriously enough. <laughs> and then every time you subsequently meet her, you keep like it's another inception photo of the last time you met her, of the last time you <laughs> met her, and you just keep going. I could get into that. I she'll remember you. She will. She'll be a little creeped out. She'll be like, oh yeah, right. Did you so, ma- you okay. made that shirt? Look at this guy. He's wearing a shirt of himself oh, in drag as Britney while he's meeting her. God, I bet she loved it. Also, look at his eyes. He looks crazy. But he looks insane. I can't have my photo look like this. No. All right, fine. Don't do my t-shirt idea. Um, I'm and just then, saying, if anybody wants to use that t-shirt idea, I think that's fucking. Hilarious. I can't be this person. Ooh, no, I don't like when they like touch extra. No, I mean they they um, they say you know they say don't hug her, even though sometimes she reaches out for a hug. I've seen her do it before, but yeah. I like shook her hand. Uh, they tell you to be like close in the photo, so because an inch apart will look like six inches apart when the photo's taken. Oh, sure. So like stand close to her. Yeah. I want to ask her if she wants to do like a Charlie's Angels pose or something. Oh, that's something cute. cute and fun. So I'm not like aggressively wrapping my arms Do around that. her. Do that. I bet you'll like that. I hope so. Um, Sorry. Sorry, everyone. That was me being insane. No, no. I'm so excited for you. I think that'll be really nice. Really fun. Wait, where is it? Radio City. Oh, yeah. You told me that. Uh, Radio City is such a weird venue. It is. I saw um, The Roots there, and it was very fun. But there's something about a music venue where if you have the option of sitting, people are super weird about like, when should we stand? Yeah. Because they're like, well, I paid for my seat, so... The, um, uh, when I saw her in Vegas, except the pit right up by the stage, which is where I will be because I'm front row. Hell yeah. I've never been front row at a Britney wow. concert before. Um, th- the, everyone had seats, but everyone was standing the entire time. Yeah, so, I think certain concerts, like if you go to a Britney Spears concert, you better fucking stand up. Yeah. But then there's like, I saw, um, oh my God, I'm spacing on his name, Hosier. Oh, okay, and like yeah, that yeah. audience was so confused about what to do. They're like, do we stand? Do we stand? Do we sit? We sit, right? Because like his type of music too, it doesn't lend itself to like when the roots came out, everybody stood up. Yeah. Because it's like, we're going to dance the whole time. Right. But like Hosier, are you going to dance the whole uh, time? I don't what know. What do you do? Yeah. It was very confused. The only other time I've been to Radio City, because I've only, I've been to Madison Square Garden a few times, but I prefer smaller venues if mm-hmm. I'm going to go see someone. Yes. Um, so the only other time I've been to Radio City was when I saw Alanis Morissette going on tour for the acoustic version of Jagged Little Pill. Honest to God, I would you how stand long ago that was. the whole time. I no, would, everyone was very polite and seated nope, I, for the then entire it concert. Then it would just be me. Then it would just be me. <laughs> I love her so much. Just standing there. Alanis! <laughs> but you ought to know. That was like the first CD album I got that I was like obsessed with. I... That and Weezer. I remember I was in fourth grade when that CD came out. Jagged and I remember the pill, baby. Like, girls on the playground would like be singing it. Yeah. And I was like, we don't know what this song's about. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Keep yep, going. Yep. It was like angry femme rock. Yeah. Like the first time a lot of young girls heard that was like, oh, I could be like. It's the only kind of rock I want to listen angry to. Angry and pissed off. Yeah. That's awesome. I Thanks, like Cheryl Alanis. Crow back when she was mad. Before she got all beachy. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever get into the Donnas? No. I love the Donnas. But that was also, they were in like every teen movie that came out when I was in high school. Wait, were they on like the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. So I got into them because they were on the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack. But I didn't like deep dive into them. Okay. Uh, or what? Letters to Cleo. Do you remember yes. them? Also on the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack. Mm -hmm. That was such a fucking good soundtrack. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Before we move on, I know we're at the end of the pop culture section. Can we talk about how amazing 10 Things I Hate About You was? I love it so much. We were talking about it the other night. Yeah, have you rewatched it? Not since then. Oh, my God. I really want to. So the more I watch it, it might be in that suitcase. It's such a great film because when you watch it as a kid, you relate with to all the kids yeah. in the movie. But then when you're an adult, you relate to all the adults <laughs> and it's amazing. I, I love it that so I much. I mean, I haven't seen it in a couple years, but I feel like I'd still be like, no, let her do what she wants. Let her go to the dance. Well, yeah, <laughs> you understand like why the dad is like completely sexist and overprotective and all of that stuff. But also you understand like why the girls are driving him insane. Yeah. And then Allison Janney is fucking <gasps> amazing. <laughs> And she's just like holding her little cat mug. When she's writing fan fiction, mm-hmm. when she's trying to like supposed to be helping Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So good. Oh, and the teacher. Oh, the teacher's incredible. Yeah. 
And like, so when he just calls out Kat, when Kat's like, goes on her feminist rant, and then he's like, I'm so glad you've uh, managed to overcome your oppression as an upper middle class white woman living in suburbia. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> like, doesn't realize he just epically burned her. Uh, or when he's like, uh, Frank was mentioning it the other night, when he confiscates weed from one kid and then goes over to another kid yeah. and takes their Doritos. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Like there was so much I think I missed as a kid because I, you know, obviously I didn't understand what being an adult was, but it's such a good movie. Oh, I need um, to rewatch that. Let's have an apartment viewing. Yes, let's do it. Guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. Let's talk about voting. Voting's important. Go vote. You should vote in the midterms, um, obviously. On my way here, there were people um, right in front of my train station in the way, first of all. How dare you? Um, I had a giant suitcase. Please move. How dare you? Um, But they were a bunch of like teens or like college students being like, are you registered to vote? I was like, yep. I've I've lived here for a couple years now. I'm definitely registered to vote. And they're like, well, have you moved recently? I'm like... I'm in the pro like li- they checked ma- you, ma'am. I will. I'll still be voting. <laughs> I will still come all the way up here to vote. I just mailed in my um, moving stuff. So oh, yeah, I need to change I'm my address. Shit. You got to print it out. It's kind of a pain in the ass. You to print out your yeah. address thing with the post office. Uh, well, I guess there's other ways you can register, but when I forwarded my mail mm-hmm. online. There's also a link where they're like, uh, do you want to register to vote in your new area? And oh. you click yes, and then there's a form you print out, and then you mail that in. Oh, I've only ever done it online. But okay, sure. Yeah. But voting. Voting. So uh, this is a little bit of a different voting story, but the nation's top voting machine maker has admitted in a letter to a federal lawmaker that the company installed remote access software on election management systems it sold over a period of six years, raising questions about the security of those systems and the integrity of elections that were conducted with them. Um, So this letter was sent to Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat from Oregon, and obtained recently by Motherboard. Election systems and software acknowledged that it had provided PC Anywhere remote connection software to a small number of customers between 2000 and 2006, which was installed on the election management system ESNS sold them. So what does that mean? Well, remote connection software means that someone could manipulate votes uh, from another computer. So obviously it's a huge security issue. Um, can we not, can we please, please, please not convert to digital voting? It's a bad idea. I think it's... Until we have actual security, which we do not have right now, paper ballots, man. Yeah. Paper ballots. Uh, not that that can't be manipulated, but it's it's much harder than... Because there's a paper trail. Yeah. I... I mean, never mind. I wouldn't want to dissuade someone from voting. I was going to say maybe this technology will keep all the racist old people away from the polls, but no, they should also vote. It'll work in their favor the right if we've vote. seen anything from prior elections and, and voter vote manipulation. Uh, it'll probably benefit the old racists. But <laughs> True. this is huge because obviously um, this was a fear a lot of people had that... Um, these election systems could be manipulated remotely and now we have a major company admitting that it did happen. They claim that it only happened in a small number of customers, but it's like, what the hell does that mean? That could just be PR management, you know, because they obviously want to keep doing business and they need to present themselves as being secure to clients. So they don't want to say like, oh yeah, we fucked up big time. Yeah. Um, I mean, has no one learned the lesson from American Idol? Oh. <laughs> like that, those vote when American Idol was big and you could call and vote online, people just spammed the shit out of it and ruined oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, and they're like, um, their hometowns would have like call centers yep. set up. Yeah. This is a bad idea. Just write it down on paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Punch a little hole. Have a hanging chad. Let's go back to that. Oh, remember when hanging chads were like the worst of our problems? Mm. Although that was a huge issue. And Roger <laughs> Stone was involved in it. 
That guy. Surprise. He's the the Forrest Gump of politics. Like he's just everywhere. Everywhere. So speaking of voting, um, Brexit campaign group Vote Leave has been fined sixty one thousand pounds and referred to the police after an electoral commission probe said it broke electoral law. So just to recap really quickly, Vote Leave was obviously the group that wanted uh, the UK to leave the EU. And uh, ultimately, uh, the Leave EU movement won um, through just a ton of misinformation and confusion Mm -hmm. (laughs) and relying on, much like in the United States, racist and xenophobes to vote uh, fearfully, and they did. So they won, but it turns out they broke um, electoral law because they exceeded their £7 million spending limit uh, by funneling... 675,315 pounds through pro-Brexit youth group Believe. Spelled B-E-Leave. Mm. Like, I'm leaving Everything's, the building. The titles that they're giving things are very subtle. Yeah, Vote Leave, Believe. What does it mean? Be best. Believe. <laughs> vote Leave. Um, so go. the founder of Believe, Darren Grimes, has been fined 20,000 pounds and referred to the police. Um... So Vote Leave is saying that uh, the report is wholly inaccurate and politically motivated. But I think it's interesting because much like what we saw during the 2016 election here in the United States and stuff like gerrymandering and Republicans purging voters from the rolls and now this story in the UK, go with me when I say this. I'm oddly encouraged because they have to steal the election. Mm-hmm. Or they'd lose. Right. So if they can't steal it, they lose. So I'm encouraged because did you see um, Obama put out a new video about uh, like fixing the issue of gerrymandering in the United States? No, I didn't. So he and Eric Holder started like um, a group where they are focusing solely on Republicans manipulating these districts so that they technically lose the popular vote, but they win elections, which is what happened in the 2016 election. So it's a huge issue and it's anti-democratic. And so Obama and Holder are focusing on it now and trying to like build uh, a movement to fix it. But um, that's the same thing. It's like they're statistically, mathematically losing these elections, but they're winning and then dominating... um, Congress and it's anti-democratic. It's like they're not representing the majority of people. And I'm weirdly comforted by that because obviously we need to fix it. We need to start winning elections. We need to fix the issue of gerrymandering. But there's more of us. Yeah. I mean, also, like, let's just use the results of the popular vote. Period. Yeah. The electoral system, that's like a whole other thing. There's a lot about U.S. politics that's very antiquated and probably needs to be fixed. Cough, cough, the Supreme Court. Um... But until we can do that, it's like there, there are very, I, I won't say simple, it's, nothing is simple, but like local things we can do to address uh, these huge systemic problems. Yeah. And gerrymandering is like a big one. Because if you were pissed off by the results of 2016, Trump losing the popular vote but winning the presidency, you should be extra outraged because... The midterm elections, that's going to be a huge, huge issue. There's going to be fights. There's going to be fights. It's going to get dirty because the Republicans know that people are coming for them. And they're desperate. And like they are going to break the law. They are going to do illegal things. They're going to um, intimidate and misinform people. So they're confused about when they're voting, where they're voting. Mm -hmm. They will employ every fucking dirty tactic because they know if they win the midterms, they've won the next decade. Yeah. So they will throw the entire playbook at this. Have you ever backed a rat into a corner? Don't do it. No. Nope. You're in New York City. We do that at parties. We <laughs> back a rat into a corner. And then we and ask the if it... rat fights its way out. <laughs> it's a weird thing that we should probably stop. <laughs> yeah, I meant to bring that up. Can we not continue that tradition in the new apartment? Uh, okay. Okay, thank Deal. you. Deal. Thank you. We'll just keep the rats out of the apartment? Is that a rule? Yeah, Can like, we keep why them do we out? invite the rat in, first of all? We lure the rat in <laughs> and then trap it in a corner and then it fights it. And it always wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah no one wants to fuck. Won. Like, we only want to fuck with a rat up until the point where it gets vicious. Yeah, and then a bunch of us get bitten and then we have to go to the hospital. 
It's a weird game. I'm losing so much money on rabies shots I because know. my insurance won't pay for them anymore. They're yeah. like, what are you doing? I have to pay out of pocket for my rabies shots. Jesus. So also in bad news, we got to talk about Elon Musk, man. What the fuck? So he's always been a piece of shit, but he just went to new, new uh, lengths today or recently where he got into it with the hero cave diver who rescued the boys who were trapped, some of the boys who were trapped in that cave in Thailand. And the diver, um, Vernon Unsworth, resented the fact that Elon Musk showed up at this cave for like five minutes and was like, oh, I have a submarine where we could save them and then like left. So (laughs) Vernon Unsworth was like, it was obviously a PR stunt, which anyone with half a brain knew because like Elon Musk just wanted to go to Thailand and then tried to like pretend he's a good person and he's not. Um, And then did what he always does, which is claim some tech venture could fix everything and then never follow through and doesn't do anything. So Unsworth calls it a PR stunt. Elon Musk finds out about this and is obviously like super, super in his fifis about it. So he fires back and he calls Vernon Unsworth a pedo or a pedophile. Um, Mm. I think, so here's what I think his thinking was. Vernon Unsworth is a white man and um, there's a big industry in Thailand where uh, sometimes white men go there to have sex with underaged uh, kids. So I think Elon Musk, his, his little funny joke was that Vernon Unsworth must be in Thailand because he's a pedophile. Right. That's By the way, ambitious totally pedophile to get diving equipment and go into a cave risking his own life to get access to your voice. I want those ones. I want these children. Yeah, right. The ones that have been trapped in a cave. There were much easier to access children in Thailand that he could, but like he was very determined. Which is like, don't do that. Still don't go to Thailand to have sex with children, anyone. Bold stance. (laughs) Bold stance, Charles. Don't rape children. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Formally against it now. Yeah, so Unsworth was asked about this and said, I'm not going to make any further comment about him, but I think people realize what sort of guy he is. And I was like, yeah, we, we got it. Yeah, Can you I'm imagine, the, like, that's the only, like, in, it's not even an intelligent thought, but that's no. the only thing you can think of saying when someone, okay, he hurt your feelings. Sure, he called it a PR stunt. You could have just been like, no, it wasn't a PR stunt. Like, I actually wanted to go to help. But instead he's like, you're a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what? Is someone who's supposed to be, like, one of the smartest people and has a shitload of money. Are you saying like, he's not one of our smartest people? I'm, is that what you're saying right now? I'm just now? saying that like you can be smart and not good at comebacks. <laughs> well, you can also be rich and not very smart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, did you ever hear about like his weird herpes island? Herpes island? Yeah. No. Elon Musk, because he wants to... Uh, oh, wait. Yes. Yeah. But re- remind me. It's like, he because he wants to come up with a cure for herpes. Right. Great. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Um, because the way that he's going about it is illegal. He just has an island that he's having people come so he can test on them. Experimenting, yeah. outside of the yeah, US. Yeah, he's a comic book supervillain. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if like a supervillain had a legion of loser teenage <laughs> boys on Twitter to be like, yeah. you're an idiot every time like you criticize him. It's so weird. It's a cult. It's can like a personality imagine, like, cult. Batman or Superman versus Elon Musk. Oh my god! And just like, like a a supervillain, but like a boring, stupid one. And he's like, "You're all pedophiles." <laughs> 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 like that's his tagline. Um, yeah, I also kind of a bold stance to go after a, a literal hero <laughs> to calling him a pedophile. Yeah. Like just to recap, a diver had already died. By the time Vernon rolled in. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going in. I Like, if you, like, did you have to go there to see that you could use a submarine? I would just bring the submarine. Well. Just bring it with you. So he was criticized by people who actually understand how the cave is structured, where um, it's, there's too many turns and everything. Oh, like, yeah. a submarine obviously like, wouldn't work. So he was just talking out of his right. ass. But, like, if you, like, it's not a great idea to put very a submarine stupid, down there. Very, very dumb. But, like. 
if you think that that is a good idea, bring it with you. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Like, like just be prepared. Show that you meant to follow through at some point. Instead but of showing up and being like, I, I got this. I'll be back. Oh, you fixed it? Never mind. Right. <laughs> um, but going back and speaking of voting and why the midterm vote is so important, um, I couldn't tell if where that noise was coming from. It came from behind me. Oh, that's cool. Uh, listen, our new apartment might be haunted. Uh, so Trump's re-election bid. <laughs> Trump's re-election bid already has fifty-three million dollars in its war chest. Well, that shouldn't be legal. Fifty-three million dollars. So obviously, this is a problem for a lot of reasons. Um, the electoral system in the United States is actually insane. I'm just surprised that he's running again. One, already. Two, at all. I don't think he wants to. I think there are a lot of right-wing radicals getting stuff done, and they're probably negotiating with him to hang in there. And, like, maybe if at some point he gets knocked out, then they have Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think... I think he's miserable. I don't think he is enjoying a second of this. Oh, yeah. I hope, like... I hope every day is a nightmare for him. But so obviously this is revealing because our electoral system is absurd and broken and only like fabulously wealthy people can run for president and win. Or people who like, like Obama himself wasn't fabulously wealthy, but he had enough fabulously wealthy friends to help him win. That's another awesome thing about fucking Cynthia Nixon is that she's taking zero corporate money. Yeah. Zero. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I mean, Bernie Sanders showed that that's possible. You can you can be a serious contender with small donations. Yeah. Um, you still won't get as much coverage as somebody with $53 million. million. Um, but it's also revealing because the Republican Party is the, the cult of Trump now. That they are spending $53 million already in a re-election bid. And we have... Two more years left. Does his re-election campaign have more money than he does? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That absolutely. must hurt a little bit. Um, it must hurt a little bit. So, yeah, the 2020 election is more than 27 months away. And this is the problem with United States, the United States electoral system where it's like you can't ever stop campaigning. Mm-hmm. Like the second you get into office, you have to start campaigning again. Obviously, every four years, the numbers get more and more outrageous. But like Hillary Clinton and Obama spent a ridiculous amount of money. Mm-hmm. It's like, think about all we could do if people didn't have to spend $50 million to run for president. Um, and also that, you know, the GOP is completely devoid of ideas where it's just like, now we are the, the cult of Trump and we just have to focus on getting him reelected. And that's it. Yeah. Like, I guess, I guess we're going to be okay with all this racism and I mean, misogyny. in addition to, yeah, like deporting all the brown people and banning abortion and all of that. Like, it's, it's, like, the, it's like the Republicans went from, like, free Spotify to premium Spotify with their racism. Like, it was I just light. I love this metaphor. <laughs> it yep. was just light, and now they get all the racism. Right. And they're like, I don't need all of this racism. Oh, look, I get all the racist features now. Here's oh, your daily mix fun. of okay. slurs. Ooh, it's a mix of slurs, honey. Um, so I also wanted to talk about, because I feel like we haven't talked about it in a while, um, the detention facilities, um, and how women, um, or I shouldn't just say women, people are sharing their stories with Freedoms for Immigrants and Immigrant Detention Watchdog Group about sexual assaults that are happening while these poor people are in custody. So the Office of Inspector General received over 33,000 complaints of sexual assault or physical abuse against component agencies in DHS between January 2010 and July 2016, but investigated fewer than 1% of those cases. Uh, Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. The group, which is uh, formerly known as CIVIC, filed a federal complaint over governmental inaction in 2017. In its federal complaint, the group cited the case of Rosanna Santos, a survivor of domestic violence held in immigrant detention, 
at a Pennsylvania jail. In 2013, an officer sexually assaulted her and then placed her in solitary confinement for 11 days. What? 11 days. Jesus fucking Yeah, man. so um, Jezebel has a write-up of this group and the work they're doing. Um, but, yeah, I, it's just such a frightening thought because you know obviously sexual predators look they target marginalized people that they know they can attack and exploit and probably get away with it Mm -hmm. so for example uh serial killers target sex workers because they know that they statistically speaking tend to be the type of people who can disappear and like the cops won't care yep and they'll be like, well, they were asking for it because they were doing sex work. So serial killers are predators and they understand like they're choosing their targets carefully. In the same way, sexual predators who go to work for ICE or uh, DHS know that statistically speaking, they can probably attack poor brown people who don't speak English um, and get away with it because look at how we treat those same people with official policies. We put them in cages. We tear our their children away from them. Um, we already abuse them. So for a sexual predator... We then lose their children. We then lose their children, and they cannot reunite with them, and then we ask them for money in order to reunite them. Um, so a sexual predator looking at all of that is sort of like, well, if I rape this person, no one will care. And, like that, and that unfortunately... It's true until something comes out like this. It's been proven true because fewer than 1% of those cases were investigated. The government has already shown they don't give a shit. Yeah. So wasn't there like a while ago, like the the story of a sheriff or something molesting someone? Yes. And no one, and the only reason that it was in the news probably was because he was also Hispanic. Oh yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. He, uh, that was my theory that the reason it was getting any coverage was because he's Latino. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- I, it, this happens so often because think about it. If you're a sexual predator and you're looking for victims, mm-hmm. what better place to go than a place where they're, they're already abusing these people? Yeah. So you know you'll have cover. You know even if you get caught, there won't be serious ramifications. No, because they want it to go away so they can keep exactly. doing this to people. Exactly. They want to keep looking like a legitimate organization, mm-hmm. so they have to cover it up. Yep, sweep it under the rug. Yep. Uh, Guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all jump up and down unless you're driving. Be safe. Rules of the road. Uh, Here is your good news. Woo! Good news, good news, good news. So, things are terrible right now on the federal level uh, with... What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know if you noticed uh, with Trump as president, but this encouraging thing is happening in some states where um, while the federal government is being absolutely bananas, states are stepping up for the environment and it's actually working. So California is a great example of this. Um, California announced that it has reached its greenhouse emissions reduction goals far ahead of schedule. Oh, cool. Surpassing the target planned for 2020 in the summer of 2018. So they're two years ahead of schedule. And get this, their state's economy is growing. So all of the Republicans out there who said we can't adopt stricter greenhouse emission standards because it'll hurt the economy, it's not fucking true. And now we can prove it by pointing at California. Also, thanks, weed. Yeah, thank you, weed. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that's a big chunk of it. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, also, these current levels of emissions haven't been seen since 1990. In California? In California. When I think of California and their pollution problem i only think of what la used to look like oh la which was disgusting to, yeah it was just brown smog yeah. it was disgusting yeah uh new york too oh yeah same deal so um this is obviously really encouraging because california is showing that even if the federal government is incredibly anti-environment states have 
an enormous amount of power where they can set their own emissions guidelines and improve the environment of the state. Um, so three states, California, Washington, and New York, have formed the U.S. Climate Alliance. <laughs> they formed it immediately after Trump made his um, withdrawal statement from the Paris Agreement. And now 13 other states and Puerto Rico have joined the alliance, which, according to its website, is a bipartisan coalition of governors committed to reducing greenhouse gas emissions consistent with the goals of the Paris Agreement, which I love because, obviously, it was a hugely unpopular decision to leave the Paris yeah. Agreement. And I love that immediately these states' governors were like, we're fucking doing it anyway. Oh, I, like the, I like when states' rights backfire on the GOP. Yes, that is my absolute favorite thing because the GOP is always like states' rights, states' rights. And it's like, listen, this is states' rights. We're going to protect the environment. And they're like, wait a second. We just meant banning abortion. (laughs) You don't get to save the environment. Yeah, so uh, good on you, California, and all of the other states in this coalition. New York, we're one of them. Yeah, yay us. Yeah. So this is also speaking of um, immigration and deportations. I'll say temporary good news, but good news nonetheless. A federal judge on Monday ordered a temporary a temporary halt to any deportations of reunited families who were separated by the Trump administration after crossing the southwest border. Uh, the ACLU had asked Judge Dana Sabra to delay deportations a week after reunification. The ACLU said in a court filing that its request is a response to persistent and increasing rumors that mass deportations may be carried out imminently and immediately upon reunification. And the ACLU was arguing that parents need a week after being reunified with their children to decide whether to pursue asylum. So basically this was the ACLU just being like, can we slow everything down? Sure. Because this is insane. Mm -hmm. And we just reunited these families and they don't even have like a chance to figure out a legal strategy of how to like save themselves and their families. So let's just slow it down a little bit. So obviously not super great news, but... In my mind, any delay is a victory. And it's like, and if we can keep getting delays, it's like, like I'll take it. Like, a, like cool, yes, get, yeah. get the delays. But like, maybe be like, hey, we were giant, horrible assholes to you. Oh, yeah. Just come in. Just hang out. I mean, Do whatever you want. Obviously, we're sorry. That is ideal, but you have to build towards that. Um, got, and how do you do that? <laughs> Win some fucking that. elections, yeah, guys. Just be like, I've, even, I don't know. Like, we separated you from your children for weeks, if not months at a time. Yeah. Like, the least we could do is let them stay and not deport them or not decide whether or not we're going to deport them. I'm just wondering when we're going to start to see, and I'm I'm sure this is happening already, but, like, a more organized effort at sheltering these people, Mm -hmm. like hiding them. Right. Oh, like, oh, hiding them. Yeah, like hiding them. Okay. If it's that or they get deported and die, like, yeah, hide them from the cops, from the government. Fair enough. Absolutely. I just, I... I'm sure that happens like on the down low mm-hmm. all the time right now, mm-hmm. but I'm just wondering when we're going to see like a more um, broadcasted version of it. Like an Underground Railroad kind, kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. That'd be interesting. But uh, the, the Underground Railroad, there was an exit point. Right, yeah, you know, there was a place to go. Get them to the north, and this is like, what's the exit point? Hide them indefinitely? Keep them indefinitely until the law changes? Yeah, it's, it's tricky. No, wait. Elon Musk will show up with a submarine and be like, got it. He'll fix it, guys. He's coming. Um, And then also, I think this is good news. So Chris Hardwick um, was obviously accused by actor Chloe uh, Dijkstra of extensive sexual and emotional abuse. He was fired uh, from the Talking Dead show that he hosted that would always come on after The Walking Dead. And it was recently announced that Yvette Nicole Brown is filling in for him. Um, she was his co-star on Community. Um, this lady. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's great. And actually, immediately oh, after yeah. the allegations came out, a lot of fans were calling for her to replace him because she's been on The Talking Dead a lot. Everybody loves her. She's really funny and thoughtful. She is. Um, and He was on Community? He wasn't in the core group. She was though. the mom. No, uh, he was. Oh, no, no, no. 
no. Uh, oh, did I say that? Wow. No, I, I confused him with Joel. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, she was just known for community. I think she's on a new show now. I forgot. She was on something that I saw recently, and it was so interesting to not hear her talk in that voice that her character on Community had. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's not your real speaking voice. Yeah. Um, no, she's so funny. I, she was one of my favorite parts of Community. I really uh, liked her a lot. There was a flashback episode with her and Joel's character that made me cry. It was very, very good. So, Six uh, seasons in a movie. Yes. I count this as good news because she's great. And if this is what it takes for her to be the host of the show, I'm like, Down. I think this is a good move. Yeah, I think the show will be way better with her as the host. So... While we have a little bit of time left, I wanted to ask you, Charles, if there was anything that you're like looking forward to or that you saw um, or overheard in the city that made you happy. No. No? <laughs> no. Everything's made me very furious recently. <laughs> um, I've just been working a lot. I mean, Brittany. Brittany's coming up. Brittany. Um, huge. I, uh, oh, uh, Topher, um, I have to talk to you about him off mic, but, um, I love when you kind of share gossip on the show, (laughs) uh, but because of something that I'm going to tell you after the show, uh, had a ticket to go see Dear Evan Hansen that we're going to see on in August. Okay. And we're going to go see that. I'm excited. Hell yeah. I heard that's great. Um, uh, Ben's not in it anymore. I'm not sure who the main character is, but I'm still oh, happy to not? see it. Okay. No, he, he, he went away. It's a very emotionally exhausting show. Oh, really? And he'd been doing it off-Broadway and then on-Broadway. Oh, so he needs, well, that's like, needs um, some time off. Lin-Manuel, when Lin finally oh, left yeah. Ham- uh, Hamilton and people were like, no, I'm like, dear God, this guy has been doing this show since Joe's Pub. Yeah. Did, did you see recently he did one of those like went on the subway things and oh. was singing and people ignored him? Oh, so funny. And he retweeted it. And he goes, yeah, for 38 years of my life. <laughs> he is one of those celebrities where like, especially once he cut his hair and if he's not in the costume, would you recognize? I think I would. I've seen his face I would. Enough. I think I would. Uh, Sabelle once was walking by him and saw him and took a total creeper video of him. Mm. And I was like, Sabelle, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, what? And I was like, he's a person. Don't film him. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I, I'm always, I don't know how to feel about that. It's sort of, they're people, even though there are celebrities. Here's how I feel about it. And this was one of the stories that I wanted to talk about, but we didn't have time. Um, remember Plain Bay? Yes. Okay. This so, is a story I'm very confused about. Uh, it's such a mess. But long story short, there was this woman uh, on a plane, um, and she switched seats um, with a woman, and... Oh, I remember why. Because she wanted to sit with her... She wanted to sit with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend and her husband, yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Uh, you should switch seats with me. You never know. Maybe you'll have like a love connection with the person sitting next to you. So this woman switches seats with her. And then Rosie Blair, the woman who documented all of this, started to like take photos and live tweet the interaction between the woman and the man now sitting next to each other. And it became hashtag plain bay and everybody was following it. And she, I think, tried to frame it as like a modern day romance. Yeah. But what ended up happening is if you tweet information about where people are sitting on a plane, they can look up your personal information. That's how it got out. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was confused about. Also, why can you do that? Well, I mean, if you are saying what flight you're on and like people can just figure it out, you know? So the real issue of the story became should you share information, even if it's like in a fun, like an ostensibly fun, like harmless way, people can still get doxxed, shamed, insulted, harassed. Well, I didn't know that you could look up and see who was on any given flight at one time. I think that's... I think that's how they figured it I out. I think that's weird. I don't think uh, you should be well, able to do that. Well, she was also giving information. She's like, he's a personal trainer. Right. I saw that. And but like, like, when I saw the photos, I was like, well, she's blocking their faces out. Mm-hmm. That's... Fine-ish. There's nothing sexual about it. It's not gross. Well, I think that's why it's a cautionary tale because I think it was also kind of gross because after everything happened, she tried to like parlay it into a job at I think BuzzFeed. Oh. And then the dude, the personal trainer, like made the PR rounds. Like he fully embraced it. He went on like oh, the Today Show. Fuck. The woman 
like wants to be left the fuck alone horrified she like deleted all of her personal information all of her social media accounts and that's the tricky aspect of something like that like you might have two people on board to suddenly be celebrities overnight, but no one told that woman, yeah. like, your life is about to change forever. Yeah. Which sucks, because, like, she didn't consent to anything. Rosie claims that, like, uh, she got her permission to, like, live tweet it and stuff, but even that, like, you don't fully understand the ramifications of what's about to happen, yeah. you know? Also, um, I don't, that might, that doesn't sound true, because if someone asked me that, I'd be like, no. I don't know. I, who Please knows? don't. Yeah, but, um, why did I start talking about that? Why did I start talking about Plain Bay? What were we talking about before that? I don't know. I forget. <laughs> so have I. But I like I had linked it to something because I was like, it's a cautionary tale. Hold on, I gotta go back and listen. Ah, right. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Got it. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, like filming people without their consent and this kind of struck a personal chord with me because I do that a lot. I, I'll live tweet stuff that I'm overhearing, mm-hmm. but I don't take photos. I don't identify them, you know? But I think we all, especially if you have a lot of Twitter followers, you have a personal responsibility mm-hmm. not to do shit like that because people are so good at identifying people based on very little information. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that this woman who documented all this fully knew what was going to happen. I don't think she had any idea, but she supplied enough information where people could like figure it out. And that's what we have to be really careful about. It's like, even though you scribbled out their faces, Mm -hmm. even though you identified them in a really vague way, it was enough where now both of their lives are changed forever. Yeah. That's fair. It's a lot of power. I mean, I've definitely tweeted stuff that I've overheard at the bar, which is usually I'll just do that. ridiculous. But I don't know their names. I'm not taking no. their photos. And I'm like, there was, no one knows who I'm talking about. There was one time that I took a photo of someone on the subway. I do that with manspreaders because well, I, I want to shame it was them. An old dude who had taken his shoes off, put his feet on the seat. Sorry, Ew. Desi. And then was like picking at his feet. No, 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 And no, when no. I posted on Twitter, I put a big emoji over his face right. so you can see who it was. Sure. But apparently, even that's not safe anymore. I shouldn't <laughs> right. take photos of strangers. People I will no longer it out. do that. Yeah, unless yeah. they're being super gross again. <laughs> yeah, and then like it, it's sort of a it's a new frontier in terms of privacy because when we think of privacy, we think of like the government spying on citizens, but we don't think about citizens sort of spying and monitoring each other. Yeah, which is what you're doing so, when you take a like a photo of someone without them knowing. And was it necessary to track down this woman and find out who she was? Like, why did people do that? You don't need to do that. I, that's, that's just gross. inevitable. Because then people are like, oh, are they dating now? And they like, because they're sad and have nothing going on in their own lives. <laughs> yeah, but I, it never would have occurred to me to be like, who are these people? I need to find out exactly sure, who they are. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, that's because you have a life and stuff going on. I'm very busy and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're too tired to pry into people's personal lives. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please follow Charles on Twitter at Charles Rockhill. Please go to lighttreason.news this very second and hit that donate button. For as little as $5 a month, you can support the show. Or you can upgrade your support today. That's another way to help the show. But if you are in a position right now where you're like, Allison, I can't afford $5 a month right now. I get it. Uh, a free way to help the show is just tell a friend about the show especially people are always looking for podcast recommendations light trees and news baby i was just thinking about what if you like sold your patreon or the light trees dot news site as if we were like the 700 club uh, I mean, like, that's y'all, the next strategy god says that i need more money to buy a second private plane y'all <laughs> isn't it sad i just have one plane don't you want me to have two planes god wants me to have two god planes. wants me to have two planes please send me all your money uh, I don't own a plane, in case anyone could not detect that was sarcasm. I do. Charles owns a plane. I think it's a bit much. I, there's an app that just came out that's Uber for planes. Like you what? rent a private plane. What? Uh, yeah, I've, I downloaded it. We need it. the revolution to come yesterday. And I was like, this is These ridiculous. people need to be kept in check. It's called Blackbird. I reject it. It's, I want to see how much it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys... I'm just asking for $5 a month. I need a plane. Lighttreason.news. But anyway, uh, thank you for supporting any way you can. Thank you to everyone who's supporting right now. And yeah, please uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. Yeah.